Welcome to the ABLE Podcast, where we open our throat chakras and discuss the cycles of life, transformative experiences, and cover the depths of individual spiritual journeys. I am your host, Courtney, the creator of ABLE Alchemy, where dreams and reality align. I am an intuitive brand designer and sound healer with a passion for bringing people together in community. Thank you for pressing play. Welcome back to the ABLE podcast. My name is Courtney. Thank you so much for joining me today. It has been a minute since I have recorded and sat down, and I'm really excited for today's episode. I've been meaning to record this for a while, but I'm sure it's all in due time that right now is when I'm recording. (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about my prenatal experience with baby number three. This has been like a totally different journey for me and I'm really really excited to sit down and tell you guys about 
the overall journey of deciding to have a third baby, what it's been like, the differences between my first two pregnancies and this one. So thank you so much for pressing play. Let's get into it. So for those of you who do not know, I have two little girls and my husband and I, Chris, we had thought we were kind of done having kids. Two is a lot for those of you who know, you know, and we didn't want to leave the man to man situation. We were just kind of like really comfortable where we were, but then I started getting an itch that like I felt like we were supposed to have a third child and as you know I'm a very spiritual person and a lot of my intuition and a lot of like my psychic abilities I would say come to me in my dreams and when my youngest Piper was about six months old, I started having dreams that there is another baby out there for me, that there, it was like a spirit baby communication situation. So for those of you who are into spirit babies, this will be a fun episode because this baby has really communicated with me spiritually so much. And I never had that experience with my first two. So when Piper was about six months old, I started feeling this other baby and I, I didn't really tell anyone at that point because I was like, that, that is crazy. I was still <laughs> kind of experiencing postpartum shifts and changes. Postpartum was really hard for me with both my girls, just mentally. And so, yeah, I would have these like dreams that there was another baby out there and I probably didn't bring it up to Chris until Piper was like two years old. Like, do you think we should have another child? And he was a hard no. And I was like, okay, I am not pressuring our relationship to have another child. And But he was like, let me think about it. And we thought about it for maybe like six months. It was like a topic of conversation and then he was like okay I'm on board and we had started trying and got pregnant really quickly which makes sense to me because this baby was like waiting in the wings (laughs) to come to earth is how I felt it so I'm gonna talk a little bit about the spirit baby communication because it was so wild And at the time, before we had started trying to get pregnant, and I was receiving all of this communication from this baby, I was in the Mother Rising um, spiritual group that I had talked about with Katie, who has been on the podcast previously. She was like a couple episodes back. You should totally go listen to her story because it's amazing. But she's been like a spiritual guide for me. And the baby would actually come through to her And she had given me so much information about this baby. It was so fascinating. And I had felt a lot of it too. So it was like a really good, it was like validation for me in a way that this baby was also communicating with her and me. Um, The baby kept showing up in my dreams. 
and I could feel the baby's energy, which may sound a little ridiculous, but I remember there was a time I was driving the girls to school and I could feel another presence like in the car with us and I knew it was this baby's energy and I felt so proud of that child and I was like, wow, it's really cool that that child chose me. Like this baby has like really intense, powerful energy. And always from the beginning, it felt very masculine. This baby's energy felt very masculine. So I thought it was a boy. And I then, as I started to experience these things, I thought I was a little crazy because I had never heard of spirit babies. And then I did a lot of research on it. And even Katie had told me a lot about it too during my mother rising experience. Because... A baby can choose you, but you do not have to. You still have a choice in it. Like, you do not have to conceive and have this child. Like, they can kind of move on and either choose a different parent or be there as a guide for you. This is not, like, a definite thing. Like, I I could feel this baby, but I did not have to make the choice to have that baby, if that makes sense. So, anyway, that's a whole different thing. But... The baby did come through in different readings that I had with Katie. And um, it's so interesting. I think I did a lot of that Mother Rising program to release a lot of like mom guilt and shame that I had around motherhood to make space for this baby. Because after I completed that Mother Rising series, I ended up um, getting pregnant. And I would have dreams also of what my birth looked like. And that is how I kind of came up with having a non-medicated birth or attempting to, which hopefully I do. We'll see. You never know going into birth. You can plan all you want, but you really have no idea how it's going to go. So I um, have these dreams of giving birth in a hospital, but unmedicated and like not lying on the bed. I'm like next to the bed. I was standing up in my dreams So we'll see how I actually end up giving birth. Um, But I thought that was so wild. And that's how like that idea came into my head. And the baby has also communicated with me that now I know she's a girl. (laughs) And, And it was so funny because all the dreams she was coming through as a little boy, like very masculine energy. And at one point, Katie, I had told Katie this too. And she was like, oh, no. She feels like a very bossy little girl, like not in a bad way, but just like knows what she wants and is in her masculine energy. And I was like, that is so fascinating. And so anyway, she had been sending me signs that she wants to be breastfed. And I did not breastfeed with my first two. So that was like a little uncomfortable for me coming through if I'm being like totally honest just because I did not have a good experience with Harper or Piper trying to breastfeed with Piper I didn't even try at all I attempted to pump and then I went straight to formula because pumping felt like a terrible like PTSD episode because I pumped with Harper and I just did not want to do that again (laughs) if you know you know it's just like a lot of work and What's really, really interesting this time around, after I kind of sat with it, like, do I want to try and breastfeed 
I still have no idea how it's going to go. But a knowing came over me. And since having my first two girls, I have healed so much trauma in my body, specifically sexual trauma in my body, that I feel 100% comfortable to be able to breastfeed. Like I feel comfortable attempting. I feel comfortable trying and seeing how it goes, which in the past I, I would never feel comfortable saying that because I had a lot of trauma in my body still in those moments. So that was kind of a really interesting realization for me that this time around, I have been taking breastfeeding courses, which I never did with my first two. And I purchased the Thompson method for anyone who knows out there. She is like a midwife from Australia and has this whole online course of all of her years of being a midwife and learning through all of her different experiences what the best ways to breastfeed are to have a healthy experience with your baby. So I I don't even know how I found that course. I think it just kind of popped up on my Instagram once and it felt like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be taking. So I looked into that and I recently completed those videos. So I'm going to attempt to do that and we'll see how it goes. And you know what? I am not going to tie myself down to that. I am I am going to attempt it because I promised myself I would. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And I'm not going to stress over that. So anyway, that's the end of my little breastfeeding spiel. But I do think the trauma in the body situation is really interesting. And I think it does have a lot to do with it, why it never worked for me in the past. Um, Another crazy thing about this baby (laughs) is that she picked her name. I'm not going to say what her name is on the podcast. We are keeping that until she's born. But um, she had gone to two of my friends in different dreams, which also sounds crazy, and said what her name was. And one of them was Katie. And Katie had texted me and was like, is this your name on your list? Because your baby came to me and told me this was her name and that she comes from a blue star. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool because that name is on my list. And I did not share it with Chris because it was not like a normal traditional name. It's a little different. And I ended up sharing it with him and I was like, this is wild. And I asked the baby for a sign to see if she really wanted that to be her name because I didn't want to just like throw it out there if she didn't really want it. And literally like two days after I asked for a sign, someone, my sister had given me a gift. This was around my birthday in October. My sister gave me a gift and on the candle, it had the name on it. And I had never seen that name anywhere ever. So that was crazy to me. I had like full body goosebumps. And then ever since then, I just see this name everywhere. So I was like, okay, I get it. (laughs) I will push for this name. And yeah, so she picked her own name, which is just so crazy. And then at one point I wasn't sure if Chris was going to be on board with that name. And then I, she went to like another one of my friends (laughs) in a dream and 
gave a different name that was on my list, which is so wild, that was going to be like a backup name. Anyway, we're, we're going with the first one, but I just thought it was so crazy that she's like connecting with all of my spiritual friends. <laughs> and um, yeah, so she picked her own name, Wild. And overall, that's kind of been like the gist of the spirit baby interactions that I can think of right now. Just a lot of like spiritual communication beforehand. So it'll be really interesting to see what this baby is like in the real world. Like if she is actually as masculine as I think she is, like if her energy is super in her masculine, it'll be interesting to see if that's how she really is. Because I think Piper's like that a little bit. So we'll see how she's different from Harper and Piper. It'll be fun to kind of see them all together. Especially because I come from three sisters and me and my sisters are all so different. It'll be fun to see. And she's also in between Pisces and Aries, her due date. But I do think she's probably going to come early and be a Pisces. So we'll see. Um, next, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about things I'm doing differently this pregnancy experience. With my first two, I literally never worked out. Like, I was a lazy bum, gained so much weight, and really just did nothing. This time around, I am, well, was working out. Third trimesters really knocked me on my ass. But the first two trimesters, I was like working out. I was still going to hot yoga. I was still doing all the things. I was riding my Peloton and felt so good. And I definitely have been eating much better this time around, just because I think my eating habits in general have changed since a couple years ago. And I'm continuing my spiritual practices. So I'm meditating and journaling. And that has helped me so much because as you know, those who have been pregnant your hormones are just crazy and your body is changing every day it really is like a a mental game so journaling has been huge for me and this time around also I am going to midwives instead of an OB so I am going to midwives through the hospital which is really cool that hospitals are offering this now and just their practices are a little bit different than an OB would be. Like there's delayed cord clamping, there's less vaginal checks, there is um, just a much more focus on you and your mental well-being rather than in an OB's office, I've noticed. And that's been a really cool experience because I also hired a doula team that will be there for the birth as well and will help with like different positions and being an advocate for me and my husband during birth because this is like a new experience. I do have like a little bit of anxiety around birth. I have no fear going into it trying to do unmedicated. I The only thing I have anxiety about is like what going into labor feels like because I did not do that with my first two. I was induced with both Harper and Piper and really could feel nothing because of the epidurals. And this time around, I'm going into it 
trying to feel it all and hopefully it goes the way that I have it in my head. So that is just one thing. I really have no idea what going into labor feels like. So I had talked to my doulas about that. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a little nervous because I really don't know how that's going to feel. <laughs> but I'm excited. And another crazy thing, well, it might not be as crazy anymore, but something that I am doing is encapsulating my placenta because I have heard that it's good for you and it can help you with balancing your hormones postpartum. I just had crazy postpartum anxiety and I wouldn't say full, full blown like postpartum depression, but I did have a lot of, I had a hard time regulating my hormones um, postpartum and I did not seek help for my first two pregnancies. This time I'm much better educated and prepared. So if I do need to seek help, I will, but I am encapsulating my placenta to see if that helps with regulating hormones. So I'll keep you guys posted because we'll see. It, I feel like it's going to be a good thing. And also, my hospital bag looks a little different this time around. <laughs> I am bringing my own hospital gown that I purchased from um, Kindred and Kind, I think it's called, or I can't remember. It's Kinder or Kinderly or something. I don't know. One of those famous pregnancy brands. And so I'm having my own hospital gown. I'm bringing crystals and essential oils and tea lights and really going to try to set the vibe because the hospital I am going to has tubs so I can labor in a tub for a little bit. You can't give birth in the tub at the hospital, but it will help regulate any pain or discomfort that I have just being in warm water and laboring in the water. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm bringing uh, my own birth playlist, which I'm really excited about. And yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else different. I have like an aura spray that I'm bringing too. <laughs> I'm just excited. I'm gonna bring like some woo-woo things that make me happy and will help this space feel a little more homey, which will be awesome. And then postpartum, again, I don't really know how things will go, but I'm going to attempt to do the 555 method if I can get the help around the house. Um, but and I've seen this all over social media now, but my doula had brought it up to me that like you should be doing five days in bed after giving birth, five days next to your bed, and then five days close to your bed to kind of help you recover and heal. Obviously, that could be a little trickier with two little ones as well. Um, but I'm really going to try. And my husband's been a huge help and will I know he will be a huge help after we come home. So I'm going to try and attempt to do that with the baby. And we're also planning ahead food-wise, which we never really did before. And we're going to do like a lot of meal ordering and meal kit stuff. And 
I also planned a lot for the girls. Chris picked out gifts for them from the new baby. And I have big sister busy boxes ready to go for when Chris does go back to work that they can use while I need to like feed the baby or if the baby's having a hard time. So they have things that they can work on and do when I'm a little occupied with the baby. Because Piper's still at that age as at a toddler where she really clings to me and needs me very often. So this I'm hoping will help alleviate some of that stress. But yeah, we're really excited. And it's, it's just been a really interesting and fun experience. If anyone has any questions or has an experience doing like a different birth than they've done in the past, I would love to know what your experiences were, um, how you helped prepare yourself and different things like that. I would just love to hear your experiences or if you have any questions that you want me to answer, maybe I can do like a little part two or come back and I can also share my birth story too afterwards if you guys want to hear that. But thank you so much for listening. I know this was like a shorter episode, but I hope you enjoyed it and I can't wait to come back on and share how the birth experience actually goes. I will come back and share that because I love hearing other people's birth stories. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you at the next episode. Bye guys. To learn more about Able Alchemy, visit us on Instagram at Able Alchemy or visit www.ablealchemy.com.